Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of my Asthma Spotlight podcast. Now when you or your child are diagnosed with asthma, it can be difficult to get information and support to help you understand your disease and to manage to keep you safe and to be able to lead a normal life. So I've decided to include an episode on the Asthma Spotlight podcast on resources for people with asthma. So where can you go to get more information about your or your child's disease? Now please note, because this episode involves um, links to other um, websites and other resources, I have created a page on my website and I've included a link in the notes to this podcast which will take you directly to the website and the information and the links that I'm discussing today. So please do follow that link after, after listening to this podcast. So the podcast is not about replacing your doctor's advice. And of course, you should always discuss your asthma with your own doctor and asthma-trained nurse for your medication and for information on how to take this. The aim of this podcast is to help you to find more information about your asthma. Ideally, you'd be provided with a personal asthma self-management plan by your doctor, and this would inform you how to tell if your asthma is flaring up and what to do to prevent or to treat an attack. 
However, many people feel that they need more information on asthma. And in my view, it's really helpful to learn as much as you can about your disease. With more knowledge, you're more in control, and also you would be in a position to know what to expect from your doctor and what questions you need to ask. So by increasing your knowledge, you could make better use of any consultations that you have with your doctor. Now, asthma is one of those medical diseases that needs you to have a lot of control and to be involved in your care so that you can avoid or prevent asthma attacks that can sometimes be very, very severe. So asthma is a disease that's there in your lungs in the background all the time. And it can and it does sometimes flare up without any warning. So while your doctor will be in charge of advising and prescribing medication for you and will offer to see you for checkups from time to time, you have a very important role to play yourself in yours or your child's asthma care. Now, if you know as much about your or your child's asthma, you can then keep yourself safe and be very clear about when you should call for help. So in other words, you need to become an expert in your asthma and how it affects your life so that you can work together with your doctor and other healthcare providers to keep yourself safe. So in this episode, I'll help you by focusing on some of the ways that you can learn about asthma, where you can get help and advice from patient and professional societies, where you can read about guidance and guideline doctor documents which are intended for doctors, but will be useful for you as well. And also, I'll refer to some of the smartphone applications. And I'll talk about some tools to help you keep a check on your asthma control. And these are tools that I'm aware of. So if you know of more, please do let me know. And finally, I'll also um, put some links for you to some important scientific publications that might help you understand how doctors decide on what treatment to prescribe for you. So please note, as I said before, that I have created a page of information on my website, which links to these resources of information. So please do follow the link in the notes to this podcast and use this to find out more about asthma. Also, if you are aware of any useful sources of information in your country, please do email me at asthmaspotlight at gmail.com with details of these resources so I can add those to the information page. So first, I'd like to emphasize once again that you should always rely on your own doctor for your medical treatment and advice. This podcast is not to be used instead of your doctor. I'm providing you with extra information to be used in addition to any advice you get from your doctor. Of course, if you are a doctor or a healthcare professional, you'll find the links to the information that I've put on my website useful. So to start this discussion, one of the main ways that you can get information on your asthma is from asthma societies for patients in your own country. So I've listed some of the ones that I'm aware of, and also included links to two international societies which have members 
of other asthma societies from all over the world. So these are asthma societies all over the world who are represented by these two international societies. And these are, firstly, the European Federation of Allergy and Airways Disease Patients Associations. They're also called EFA, EFA. And the other one is the Global Allergies and Asthma Patient Platform. And that one is also known as GAAPP, GAP. So these societies for people with asthma, which are uh, present in most countries in the world, include information on asthma, some produce reports which summarize views of their members, some conduct their own research, while some others raise funding to support research projects in their own countries, and many of them produce excellent reports. Some of these patient societies have asthma learning events from time to time, and many of them are involved in lobbying for better asthma care with local governments and healthcare providers. Some of these societies provide extra information and help for people with asthma. For example, the Lung and Asthma Society in the United Kingdom employs expert asthma nurse advisors who are available to take calls on, on a telephone helpline from people with asthma. Now, while their role is not to treat people for their asthma, the nurses are able to have a detailed discussion about your concerns and to advise how to best get medical assistance when it's needed. I plan to interview leaders from a number of these patient society organisations in the future. So while these um, patient-led societies exist, there are also respiratory medical scientific societies who have expertise in asthma, and these are based in each country. Some of these include pages on their websites which are specifically related to patients, and I've linked to those that I'm aware of. In addition to the national country-based societies, there are also some international respiratory societies, and these include the European Respiratory Society, the Pan-African Thoracic Society, the Forum of International Respiratory Societies, which is also called FERS, and the International Union Against Tuberculosis and Lung Disease, which is called the Union. Now, these organizations bring many other organizations together from all over the world, and they work for people with asthma and other respiratory diseases. And importantly, they work in lobbying to try and ensure access to affordable medication for asthma in low- and middle-income countries. Now, these organizations produce downloadable reports and publications of interest to healthcare providers and also for people with asthma. I've added links to these websites on uh, the web page. Then there are national guidelines and international guidance sources of information. So how are these helpful for you or your child with asthma? In my view, the more that you know about asthma, the more that you can help yourself, both by having information on your disease and its treatment, but also knowing what to expect from your doctor when you see them. And these, doctor, these documents also guide you in the sorts of questions that you should be asking. 
Now, there are lots of sources of inaccurate and potentially harmful information on the internet on asthma. And there are also many adverts for treatments that may not be safe. So by reading evidence-based asthma guidelines, which are intended for healthcare providers and doctors, and these are available in your own country, you can access these and be better informed. Now, there's one problem that you need to be aware of, and that is that the guidelines produced by many countries are not always up to date. So when looking at guidelines in your country, check the date that they were last revised and brought up to date. Also, different countries may also only update some sections of their guidelines on asthma. As a result, even if there was an update recently, only some sections may have been updated because the guideline committee only considered some specific key questions for their revision. However, there is some good news. There is one international source of guidance which is updated every year. And this is the Global Initiative for Asthma, which is known as GINA. Now, GINA publishes evidence-based documents that are updated every year based on the latest evidence. And this is published on World Asthma Day, which is the first Tuesday of May every year. World Asthma Day is organized by GINA, so um, they publish their a new a revised document on that day. These documents are available for countries to use either as they are, so you could take the GINA document off the shelf and use it in your country as a guideline, or you could include sections of this guidance within your own country guidelines. Now, I do need to disclose and to acknowledge that I am a member of GINA, so I'm biased towards it. However, I should state that neither myself nor any of the other members of the GINA committees are paid for our voluntary work. So if you follow the link to my website, you'll see that I put a link to some country-specific guidelines and also to the GINA website with its strategy documents and other information on asthma, which includes um, podcasts, videos, and um, other information of relevance for people with asthma. Next, I'd like to talk about some of the smartphone applications and some tools which help you to keep a check on your asthma control. There are lots of applications available which could help you keep a check on your asthma, and especially which help to alert you when your asthma is out of control. I've interviewed some of the uh, directors of app developers um, in the UK and plan to interview more in the future. The problem for patients is to be sure that applications are reliable and safe to use. The two that I've discussed in previous podcasts have been approved by one of the regulatory agencies in the United Kingdom, and these are the Digital Health Passport app and the Smart Respiratory app. And these two applications help you to keep, keep track of your asthma control. The Digital Health Passport allows you to enter your information, and the Smart Respiratory app also allows you to electronically record your peak flow 
and to count the number of doses you take um, and the number of doses that are left in your inhaler. This requires equipment which you need to buy from Smart Respiratory and I've put a link to their details. This information is used to give alerts for you when attacks may develop and both of these apps also provide educational information as well. I should add again uh, by way of full disclosure that I have been uh, giving advice to the Smart Respiratory team on improving their um, application and I am paid for this consultancy work. So for now I've put these two apps on my website link and in future I will be adding others. Now there are other tools that are available online that are helpful and these include examples of personal asthma self-management plans which you could download and take to your doctor so that you can agree your particular action plan and your doctor could help you complete this plan. And this would be suited to your own medication, how you personally can recognize when your asthma is going out of control and what you should do when this happens. There's another excellent tool online called the Asthma Control Test. It's also called the ACT by way of abbreviation. And this test allows you to tell how well your asthma is controlled at present. That is, it tells you how well your asthma is controlled and how, it, how, contro how well controlled it's been in the last four weeks. Now this test involves five questions and takes just a few minutes to complete. It's available for children and adults and it's also available in many different languages. So by doing this test every month, you could tell if your asthma is, is in control or out of control and if your asthma is out of control, you need to see your doctor urgently. The score in this test that you should be getting is above 19. So if your score is 19 or below, then you should seek urgent medical advice. So it's also helpful for your doctor if you do this test before you have an asthma checkup. And by telling your doctor what your score is, you can help them decide on your treatment. Another area that's being developed is related to artificial intelligence. And this will involve systems to identify people with asthma who are at risk of having attacks by using data that's stored on your medical computer record. Now, while drug prescription data on your medical record is usually very accurate, and this information can be used and is being used by many doctors and systems at the moment, for example, to identify if you're using too much of your reliever inhaler, <coughs> excuse me, and also to identify if you're using insufficient use, if you're making insufficient use of your inhaled corticosteroids. And this will also help to identify if you're at risk of poor outcomes. So artificial information, that's AI systems, could use these data to help you. However, there is a potential problem with the use of your data, and that is because a lot of data in your medical record may not be 100% accurate. The reason for this 
is that hospital discharge information might not be accurate, it might not be coded accurately on your computer record, and so an automatic artificial information system that extracts data that's entered in your medical record um, might be unreliable. So I know lots of doctors and healthcare organizations are working on improving this data and the quality of the data. And so if you have the opportunity to check your medical records, this will be quite helpful both for you and for your doctor. Now the next source of information relates to published scientific papers that are available online. These are, of course, in addition to those that are available on your country's patient asthma websites, which may publish links to some of these publications. Again, while these publications and articles are aimed at healthcare professionals, I believe that many of these would help you to increase your knowledge about asthma and help you understand more about how treatment decisions are made regarding your asthma. I've included links to some of those that I think you'll be help, will be helpful for you, and I will be updating these details soon, so please do contact me if you'd like me to add other details that you are aware of in your own country. So in summary, I've spoken about a number of resources that could help keep you informed about your asthma, and also to keep you up to date regarding new developments in asthma. As I've spoken about these um, resources, I've also provided a link to the page on my website where you can have a look at the organizations and resources for people with asthma. The link to my website is included in the notes um, for this podcast. So in summary, I've spoken about a number of resources that can help keep you informed about your asthma and also to keep you up to date regarding new developments in asthma. As I've spoken about some of these resources, I'm aware that you won't be able to find them yourself, or you may not be able to find them yourself, and that's why I've provided a link on my website to these um, resources. So the sources of available information include National Asthma Societies for People with Asthma. There are also to international patient organizations whose membership will include patient societies in many countries in the world. And these two sites are the European Federation of Allergy and Airways Diseases Patients Associations, and that's called EFA, EFA. And the other one is the Global Allergies and Asthma Patient Platform. Have a look at these two websites to find your own country's website. I've also spoken for now about a few of the approved apps in the United Kingdom and also the asthma control test, all of which can help you keep a track and keep check on your own or your child's asthma control. There are national and international guidelines on asthma for healthcare professionals, which I believe may be helpful for you. Some of these do provide information for people with asthma and I've provided links to some of those. Then, I've also provided some links to some articles and video presentations that you may find helpful. So please do follow the link to my website page, where I've provided links to these resources, and let me know by email at asthmaspotlight at gmail.com 
if there are other useful resources that you think could help people with asthma. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.